You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good day, possums. Welcome to Offensive Points Week 3 Game Previews. You are going to be riding with me and Billy today. Josh is at a soccer game. We feel so bad for him that he can't be here. Um, but the St. Louis City Soccer Stadium is awesome, and uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited he gets to go see that. So, Billy, what's up, man? Not much, Joe. That stadium is awesome. I uh, have gone to only one soccer game, and I had a blast. I mean, it was so much fun sitting in the supporter section. Like, I, it was a great time. Great time. Yeah, I'm going to sneak into the uh, fanatics section, the hooligan section, where they have the flags and the smoke and the drums. I will do that at some point. Uh, that that looks like a blast over there. For sure, it is. Um, all right, Joe, we're on to week three. Uh, didn't come without a little bit of news from week two, so let's get into that real quick. Nick Chubb is officially out for the season. He has done his leg. It doesn't work anymore, Joe. Let's just put it that way without getting graphic. Yeah, I feel horrible for him. I'm going to get graphic. It was a carpenter square. That's what his leg looked like, or a flamingo, if you will. I really hope Nick Chubb can come back and at least, if it's not with the Browns, at least play on another team. I don't want to see his career end like that. Me neither. Um, a lot of people have been talking about it. It does appear as if it may be headed that direction because he will be 29 when he comes back. This is a leg that he has injured multiple times now, once in college, once now. I don't think he's I – mean, he's never going to be the same again, that's for sure, but it just kind of is – I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation. Week one, we had Aaron Rodgers get an Achilles injury that we're like, well, I don't know if he's going to be back. And now we have Nick Chubb get injured, and we don't know if he's going to come back. Like, I, I hate that this is happening every week, but every week somebody's career might be over. It's just it's devastating. Yeah, it really is. Um, this one doesn't have as big of an effect on its team than uh, Aaron Rodgers going down, but losing Nick Chubb for this offense is horrible. We've seen Deshaun Watson struggle. We haven't seen these wide receivers start going. Jerome Ford looked incredible, made something out of nothing on multiple times, and now we have Kareem Hunt there. So um, Stefanski came out and said that Ford is the featured back and Hunt's going to play in a sport role. Uh, we'll see how that goes throughout the season. But, you know, just right off the top, I know we're we'll getting into it in game previews. This is not the game to unleash Jerome Ford. The Titans, you don't run on them. So <laughs> temper your expectations. Definitely. 
You definitely don't. Um, all right. Well, let's just get to the few bit of news stories before we get to the actual previews. Number one is obviously, as you mentioned, Kareem Hunt signed by the Colts. Not Colts. She many signed by the Browns. Um, look, I think it's kind of a, a brush aside. I don't think you need to worry about Kareem Hunt actually coming in and taking anything from Jerome Ford. I think this is the Ford show, and that's it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think you need to worry about Kareem Hunt. I think he's just there to be a, a – to just to spell Jerome Ford a little bit. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hunt kind of work himself into a flex consideration on a weekly basis just because we've seen it from him before. Now, last year he did not look good and they were not using him. There was clearly something going on where they were like, eh, we don't really want him here. And then they let him go. So we'll see what happens. They do have Pierre Strong there too. Uh, he's a capable receiving back, but I don't know. I think it's all Ford and I love it. He, he was a strong backup. Now he's a strong Very backup. Strong. backup. <laughs> strong um, all right, uh, next one. Cam Akers traded from the Rams to Minnesota. It broke almost right before we started recording the podcast. Um, Sixth-round pick goes to the Rams, a seventh-round pick, and Akers go to Minnesota. Joe, I think the Madison era is over. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is, uh, I think this is it for your boy. I'm going to disagree with you, Billy. Okay, you. I, I like I, it. What, give, me, give me the reasoning. Yeah, so week one and week two, we all we know it's sloppy. We know it's still preseason football, but um, he also ran against two of the toughest run defenses in the league right now on that one, so they couldn't really get anything going. Madison's been there for a long time. They were totally fine with anointing him the, the guy in Minnesota, so I don't think they're ready to scrap it just yet. Uh, he gets a much better matchup this week, so we'll see after this week kind of if if the tides change at all. Now, Cam Akers, I mean, the Rams don't have a lot of picks. They don't have a lot of resources, and they had Cam Akers there, played in the Super Bowl, played really well for him, just absolutely doghoused him last year, and then they did it again after he had a pretty good game in, in week one. So there's something going on with Cam Akers, and I don't think it was just Sean McVay. I don't know if he's just an angry person, if he's an angry elf, if he just, you know, what's going on there. But something doesn't vibe. And then you have Ty Chandler there also, which really has promising, you know, skills, uh, especially in the in the receiving game. So I think Madison is still the guy. I would trust him to go this week because Akers is not just going to get thrown in there and know the playbook. So I like I'd roll with Madison this week. You drafted him to be there as your flex. Go for it. I am going to double dog disagree with you, Joe. Okay. And here's why. Bring it. Kevin O'Connell was the OC in LA when Cam Akers was there. Wes Phillips, offensive coordinator for the Vikings now, also in LA, passing game coordinator for them. I think that he's going to come in and immediately know the playbook. I think he's immediately going to know how they operate and how they use them. I think that's why Kevin O'Connell was like, hey, go get me this guy. He He's going to know what I need more than Madison does, clearly. And I think this is like him going and getting his guy that knows his playbook better. And I think that he is only going to – I think this only spells bad news for Madison because this is 
a coach and an offensive coordinator going to a guy that they're comfortable with, which is a dangerous game for Madison because they've had Madison for the last year and they clearly didn't like him enough to, you know, through two games, not go get a guy they're familiar with. Yeah. And you're right. And I'm going to double, double, triple dog disagree with you on that one because love that Cam Akers ain't it, man. I'm just going to tell you right now. Madison, Madison isn't is, either. Like, neither dude, of these Madi- guys are Look in. what Madison has done in his career when he's been given the chance. He's a good Cam Akers back. has had fun games too, Joe. Doesn't mean anything. No, Cam Akers ain't it. Freaking – this week, Billy, just play with me on this week. The Chargers are giving up 150 rushing yards well, a game. Four Akers won't be in this game. game. So, Right. This so is you can Madison's roll with Madison this game. That, that is but If true. he studs out and actually looks halfway decent, I don't think you see Akers just hop in and be the guy. Probably right about that. What's up, Rougarou? Got Rougarou in the YouTube chat. Um, All right. Last one, and this is more of just like a throwaway story, but it's kind of funny, and we need to talk about it a little bit. Uh, The Bears defensive coordinator resigned today. His home was – okay, so we don't know exactly what was rated, but the rumor was that his house got raided by the FBI – there was a rumor out there that the Bears facility, even though it's been debunked, that it was raided by the FBI. Don't want to speculate on what was the exact cause of all of this, but there's plenty of rumors out there. They're very dark if you want to go read up on that. We're not going to speculate it on this podcast, but it is uh, dark stuff if it is what it says that it is. So um, I don't know what to say about that, Joe, but it's just a weird story to me but in the middle of the season. It is a weird season. story. And based on observation purely, it definitely was not performance-enhancing drugs, so we can debunk that right now. This is what you need to know. (laughs) Chicago Bears are a trash can dumpster fire. So that doesn't surprise me. That just goes along with the rest of the season. I'm just hoping Carolina sucks. We suck. One, two, get Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, and sail off into the sunset. Just, Joe, I don't even know between the Bears and between the Jets. I don't even know which one is the most unlucky team. But to me, it kind of feels like it's the Bears, even though the Jets, the Jets, at least, they still have a good basis of a team. They just need a quarterback. Your team needs everything. You have Justin Fields in a press conference today saying that blaming the coaching, which is just an all-time moment. He later clarified that it wasn't the coaching he was talking about. But at the same time, Justin, we know what you're talking about. Was, We're not. We it was the coaching. Lines. And if you yeah, watch the plays percent. that Luke Getze calls, I mean, how many times can you run a fucking screen pass on third and 15? Yeah, it's garbage. the same one. I don't, yeah, it, it's garbage. Getze needs to go. Alan Williams took care of himself. So let's just start fresh here. Yeah, well, please do. Uh, Brendan on YouTube, what is up? Welcome oh, in man. the chat. Okay, well, let's just get to the game previews this week, Joe. And since it's just a two-man crew, we're just going to go through each game and – just kind of talk through each stuff. Um, everybody who's listening out there, this is a start your studs kind of podcast. We're just going to talk about the guys that maybe you're on the fence about, or if you have any questions, please put them in the chat and we'll answer them. But this is more of just a, we're you know, like the first game we're going to talk about is San Francisco versus the Giants. It's Thursday night football. If you don't know to start Christian McCaffrey by now, like, I don't know. Like, we're not going to tell you to not start Christian McCaffrey. That that That's foolishness. Um, but let's get into that game real quick. We are in San Francisco. The Giants kind of look like 
dog water is what I'll call them. That's the gentle version. Um, they did have a comeback against Arizona last week, but let's be honest, that might have been Arizona tanking. We don't know officially. But as far as San Francisco goes, you're starting McCaffrey. You're starting Brock Purdy. You're starting Kittle. You're starting Ayuk if he's healthy. Uh, he was not at practice today, which doesn't bode well. But if he is available, you start him if he's going to play. And then Debo is startable, Joe. I still have Debo as a startable wide receiver right now. Yeah, I like Debo. This offense is absolutely humming, so no real worries there. We saw when Ayuk got hurt last, last week, He uh, Ronnie Bell came in and kind of spelled him. So if Ayuk does miss time, it's a good dude to have on your taxi squad in a dynasty or something because he might see some work. But the the good thing is Ayuk actually came back into that game and re- caught another reception. So he was out a lot of it. I think he'll be okay. Um, so I'm really starting any 49ers player, but do keep an eye on Ayuk's status. By the way, Debo, five carries, Joe. Is it the return of the run and gun with Debo? I, I kind of think so. No, do you think Dable like clicked on or not Dable? Do you think they clicked on the tape and they were like, hey, this actually worked? We should keep doing this. That, that uh, awesome. it, it feels like they probably did. Yeah. 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 That was poor decision making on their end last year. Yeah. No joke. Giants wise. Um, hmm. San Francisco has like, you know, probably the best defense in the league. You could argue maybe two or three, but I think they have the best defense in the league. I'm not starting any wide receiver against them. Look, I know that I know Isaiah Hodgins is fun. Like there's a bunch of guys that are fun, but without Barkley, I think the Giants are a total mess. I don't really know who you would start in this game because I wouldn't start any of the backup running backs either. Yeah, I avoid the Giants at all costs. <laughs> this just seems like a Slayton game to me for some reason. I feel like he's just going to pop one off and have a halfway decent game in this one. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much avoiding everyone. Plus, we have to worry about there is some wind issues possibly for tomorrow night in San Francisco. So keep an eye out for that, especially with the vertical game. Wind issues, huh? That'll be interesting. Um, I think 49ers win this game, and I don't think it's close. Yeah, no. I absolutely am with you. It is a Thursday night game, so. Yeah, it's true. Anything can happen. I do want to mention, Darren Waller might be back. I don't know. I don't know what to say about him. He is a top five tight end right now in fantasy. I think that should say more of what, you know, the – fantasy tight end position looks like at this point in time but uh yeah pretty rough uh go of it uh rugaru says super flex would you still play daniel jones probably better than your other option i'm going to assume so probably yes just because there is the rushing upside and if he just runs one into the end zone that's at least good enough to start, but yeah, that's a that's a tough one to to have on your super flex team. Yeah, I second that. Daniel Jones just on rushing upside can get you there. So, yeah, rough rough one. Forty ers win, not close. Um, yep, all right, I agree. On to game number two: Colts versus the Ravens. 
Um, look, Anthony Richardson, I don't think is going to be available for this game. I think it is going to be a Garner Minshew game. Um, what do you think about the Colts offense if it's Garner Minshew starting rather than Richardson? I honestly think it probably bodes. I mean, Pittman, you're starting. Um, I think he's flexible um, if he's in there. I think it's just fine. I mean, it kind of went on without a hitch there uh, when Minshew came in. What I am worried about and one thing I want to monitor is just Anthony Richardson, man. He looks freaking awesome, but if he's going to get injured every game, we have something to worry about here. <laughs> this is not good. Well, he's built like a cyborg, but at the same time, the cyborg's getting hit by 400-pound men every week. I don't – eventually it's going to wear down. Yeah, it's not ideal to say the least. Okay, so starting or starting Garner Minshew, if you have him, good good job getting the backup. That was probably smart. Hopefully, if you're Anthony Richardson manager, you went out and got Garner Minshew just for this exact problem. Uh, Zach Moss, all the work for the Colts, which is insane. I mean, Joe, you think you're the only one that saw that coming? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I got some shit there a couple weeks ago when I said that Zach Moss was going to be the starter uh, with Jonathan Taylor out. So we got to see what happens with Taylor, but it's Zach Moss's backfield. Um, you know, the Ravens are uh, definitely a tough matchup with that front seven there, but I'd ride him, especially with the state of running back. Joe, I'm going to go ahead and clip that audio so that we have that for future reference, just to let you know. Um, on to Baltimore. Uh, look, Lamar Jackson has been good in real life football fantasy wise, just pretty good. He's not lived up to exactly what I was hoping for him. It might be the running back revolving door that they have going on there, but at the same time, it, look, he is going to have to pass the ball at some point. We're going to need to see a lot of yards out of him. Um, and I think Zay Flowers is the only wide receiver you want to play at this point. Yeah, we saw Bateman have a couple nice catches. Um, OBJ has got the injuries going on with. Uh, so I'd start Zay at wide receiver. The The running backs are tough. I mean, Justice Hill seems to be the one that's getting it, but he only had one more carry than well, Gus. Justice it, Hill might be hurt this week, so that's another reaction yeah. to the plan. Yeah, if you, if you have an IR spot on your team – Put Keaton Mitchell on it. Just pick him up, throw him on there. He looked really good in the preseason. He's definitely a better receiver than either of these two backs. So I would stash him, but I have a really hard time starting Gus or Justice Hill. If Justice Hill misses Gus all day, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, Gus is probably going to get the red zone work, even if Justin <laughs> Justice Hill comes back. So, yeah, I don't know if you – and then you always have Lamar just running it in from eight yards out too. Like, you just never know. The backfield – the Baltimore backfield is always going to be a mess. And I'm sorry. I know that a lot of people are going to be like, well, this is why you don't pay running backs. The thing is, though, this is why you pay running back. Like, the, having this mess each week with the quarterback clearly uncomfortable with this revolving door guys, like, this is why you kind of need one guy that's going to lead your backfield. Now, look, a Nick Chubb injury could happen at any time, but that could happen to any player at any position at any time. Honestly, somebody diving at your leg while somebody has it planted, that could happen to any player. So, I mean, want a, want a good one. I don't know. Fucking money ball, man. They 
has screwed up a lot of things with that. But I mean, it might be Melvin Gordon this week. Who knows? Yeah, it probably will be. That would be just our luck. Ruger says, I think we're all waiting for Lamar's blow up game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no joke. And then obviously, again, I guess I don't need to keep saying it, but start Mark Andrews if start your studs. You know, I'm going to keep saying that each each game that we go through here, but start your studs. Who do you uh, think absolutely. wins this game, Joe? I'm going with Baltimore because I really like Baltimore. Um, I have all year, but the the wind in this one might be an issue as well. So a little bit of rain, a little bit of wind possible. Let's just monitor that. Yeah, Baltimore is a seven and a half point favorite, and I actually think this is going to be closer to like a field goal game than seven and a half. I don't know. I, I just think there's a lot of disrespect for Garner Minshew. I don't know. I don't know why. No, I do too. I think the Colts in general get a lot of disrespect, which, you know, a lot of it is on them. But Baltimore tends to play down to their opponents. So, yeah, I could see the Colts winning. I'd, I'd have to go Baltimore then. It's it's the Chiefs' problem. They do the same thing. They play down to their opponents sometimes. Um, it's really sad to all see. Right. On to the Titans versus the Browns. This is a rough game. I'm not going to lie to you. So on the Titans side of the ball, I think Ryan Tannehill's a play. The first week, he looked absolutely terrible. Against the Chargers, he looked a lot better. This week, he's going against a better defense, um, but this defense suffered a lot of injuries last week. It was kind of overshadowed by the Nick Chubb injury, but there was a lot of Browns players dropping like flies out there, too. Now, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know at this point in the week whether they're going to be available, a lot of them. But at the same time, you just never know. I don't know if we're if we're uh, going to have the same defense out there. So, Titans-wise, Derrick Henry, I think, is an obvious start. Uh, Hopkins start. Burks, I'm still good with. And then Tannehill. But I think you should temper expectations on the passing attack, as usual. And don't start Chig. Yeah, Cleveland's pretty good against the tight end. Um, is there any news on Derrick Henry's toe injury? Do we know anything about that since it came not out? A, not as far as him being out for it. Yeah, this is probably just a veteran rest thing. I don't see why he would need to practice anyway at this stage in his career, so no reason to worry about that. Um, I kind of like Burks. After, after what we saw with George Pickens kind of going wild, um, on Monday night here, I like Burks. I Hopkins is just going to catch it and fall down, so we know what that's going to be. A lot of receptions and stuff, but Burks could actually break off a big one on this one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Rug the uh, the Spears thing. What's the temp check on Tajay Spears? Uh, he looks good, man. He looks good. If Henry's out, I like him a lot, but. In Dynasty, you need to buy him now because he's going to get very expensive very quickly. I don't know how – this is kind of like Icarus, I think, Tajay Spears, where it's just going to be fly like soaring into the air and then he's going to fly too close to the sun because of his you know non-existent ACLs or whatever. But I think on the way up, you're going to get a lot of production out of him. So I think whether it's this the end of this year or next year or the year after that, something – in Dynasty, you're going to want to buy him. As far as redraft goes, if he's on your waiver wire, grab him immediately before something happens, or he's still getting a lot of passing catch or pass catching work. So still might be usable either way, to be honest. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're in a really deep league, um, definitely uh, have Spears on your roster. If you're in a sh- more shallow league, I would only roster Spears if I had Derrick Henry because he's yeah. going to hop right into there. But Agreed. Yeah, the knee thing's worrisome, Billy. I don't know. Very much so. Don't know how to project him going forward, but he looks amazing when he plays. Um, as far as the Browns go in this game, look, you're not start. You're, you're probably going to have to start Jerome Ford because you just spent all of your free agent dollars on that. You probably don't have a choice, but you're going to have to. Deshaun Watson, I don't know how he's playable at this point. I really don't. He has looked awful, and I don't know what's going on, but I've never seen a quarterback get two face mask penalties in a game before, but he did it against Pittsburgh. It was wild. He he is not right. There is something something wrong. I mean, more wrong than we already knew. There's something more wrong than we already knew about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I it, it was ugly, man. I think Deshaun could have a good game. We know you do not run against the Titans, but you can throw on him, especially yeah, if Amani Hooker's out. So I could see him having a halfway decent game. Um, but, you know, not excited to start him, but probably am going to. And then, you know, Jerome Ford, you don't run on the Titans. It's not a great game. Um, with the state of running backs, you probably do have to start Jerome Ford at the moment because you really can't trust any of these yeah. guys. So he's going to get the volume. Even with Hunt, we expect him to get a little bit of work. But first week back, he's been off all summer. So I don't think we just see him hop right back in either. So, yeah, the Jerome Ford thing. But the wide receivers I'm actually excited about. I'm very excited about them. So yeah, we got Amari well, Cooper. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So Amari Cooper, um, oh, you're starting him. Don't worry about him. And then you got Elijah Moore, who is one target behind Amari Cooper. One target. That's it. He had nine targets last game, caught three of them. He had eight or seven in the first week, caught three of them. I think we actually see an Elijah Moore breakout game here, at least in a PPR. So start Elijah Moore if you got him. And then Njoku. I think Watson just hates Njoku, man. I don't. Kyle was right. Yeah, and Brendan Harris kind of brings up the point. Uh, the next point I was going to make is I know DG, DPJ is getting the most snaps, but not getting any targets. Could the could he break out or no way? I don't think Deshaun Watson trusts him. I don't know why. Again, this goes into like this is one thing that we can't project, but like. It seems like even he trusts David Bell more than he trusts Donovan Peoples-Jones, which is weird because DPJ was really good for him at the end of last season. So for him not to even really give him the chance this season, and he's given that chance more to Elijah Moore, is very strange. And for me, that means DPJ is unplayable and maybe unrosterable if things go even further south because this pass attack is gross. Yeah, it really is. Please give me DPJ on the Chiefs next year. Just please. Andy Reid, you need to book that Why one. Not throw another guy into the mix. They need another random person on the team. They need would, an alpha would make a is lot what they need, though. <laughs> well, that is no joke. Um, I think the Titans win this game. They're not favored to win this game, but I think they win against the Browns. Yeah, I like the Titans in this one too. I just think Derrick Henry is just going to grind them down, and especially with Zedarius Smith. I don't that injury did not look good. There's very little news about it, but that was one reason I really love Cleveland's defense, and one reason why I think Miles Garrett was having the season he's been having is because Zedarius Smith was there. So with him out, I think Derrick Henry is going to feast on it. So I'm going to go Titans. 
Good call. All right, on to the Broncos versus the Dolphins. Ah, well, the Broncos. What a weird team this is. Um, there's already murmurs out there now. Okay, good. I'm glad Bomber's in this chat because he needs to hear this. There's murmurs out there that Russell Wilson might be benched at some point this season, Joe. That is a real rumor that's out there. That's really what is being said. Um, a lot of people are like, well, Sean Payton's there. Sean Payton's going to get, uh, you know, Russell Wilson fixed. I don't think Sean Payton cares if Russell Wilson is there or not. They're paying him a ton of money, but that's not coming out of Sean Payton's, you know, pocketbook. And the Waltons got, they bought the team with Russell Wilson already on it. So it's not like they planned to pay him that amount of money. So I don't think he, you know, owe, I don't think they owe him anything other than like they hope he has the best, gives them the best chance to win, which, so far, 0-2, he can barely get the ball down the field. He can't scramble. It's kind of a disaster. Russell Wilson, I don't think he's very startable. I think he's very random week to week. And against the Dolphins, I think he's going to get killed. I could see him getting killed against the Dolphins, but I don't know, man. I, Jerry Judy was back. He wasn't, he wasn't 100% last week. We know that. So let's give him another chance with Jerry Judy here. The Dolphins, man, they, they've got a good defense, but we're not seeing it all come together just yet here. Um, so probably not going to start Russell Wilson, but in a super flex, you could if you had to. Uh, the guy I am really excited about in this game is Javante Williams. Um, Miami has already given up four touchdowns, and we know that they're going to score. I don't care if they put Pat Sertain on Tyree Kill. I don't see that being a shutout at all. I don't think you can shut out Tyreek Hill. So I think Miami is going to score a lot of points. Um, I don't expect this to be a defensive matchup. But with the points on the board, Javante Williams is going to catch a ton of balls and hopefully um, get in the end zone for you. So very excited about him. Yeah, Javante coming back has been one of the like slow stories that not a lot of people are talking about. But I think as the season goes on, Javante owns this backfield more and more. Um, it's still kind of a split with Samaje Pirine. I think Samaje Pirine is kind of like kind of sucks because he was talked into like making it sound like he was going to have a more featured role, but I, I mean, he's not. <laughs> he's not yet, and I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to be mostly a complimentary player. Um, look, Marvin Mims had the exciting touchdown last weekend. He is not startable, folks. Don't don't do it unless you. Desperately need it for some reason. No reason really to throw uh, Mims out there. He's mostly one of those guys that if you have like a really deep starting roster in Dynasty for some reason, like that's a guy that you put Mims in that situation. Um, but kind of a disaster. On the on the Miami side, start everybody. I mean, seriously, start everybody. Like who, who would you not start? Maybe Durham Smythe, the tight end, but everybody else is a start. Durham Smythe's playing like 100% of them snaps, dude. Um, so I'm just playing. Don't go with them. Mostert should. I mean, that touchdown last week was sick. So it you're was. starting Mostert. You're starting to, uh, um, like I said, I don't think that Sertain can shut Tyree Kill down. Jalen Waddle, the concussion, is he, is he going to clear that? Do you have any news on that one? Or? I believe the the way I've heard is that yes, he is going to. But again, it's Wednesday. We're doing our best, folks. Yep. Yeah. Please don't start Brandon Johnson. That was yes. that was fluky. Yes. Sorry. Was yeah. Fluky is fluky. We got to put that in there. IDP Bomber says same with 
Johnson, Brandon Johnson. Don't start Brandon Johnson. Just yeah, don't do it. Not not worth uh, not worth that headache. Um, I think the Dolphins win. It's at home. Dolphins yeah. first home game, like in the heat. I think yeah. I don't think Denver comes out of that one. Yeah, right. and uh, we're there's they're calling for a seventy percent chance of thunderstorms for that game right now. Obviously, we're looking at a weather forecast on a Wednesday, but keep that in <laughs> mind. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, well we can get this next. Oh, well, yeah, Dolphins win. Uh, all right, next game is the Patriots versus the Jets. I think this is a pretty easy one to talk about. I wouldn't start any Jets. I would not start a single Jet. I, I think last week you got like a cute touchdown out of Garrett Wilson. Uh, the running backs are going to have a mutiny, both Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Brees Hall put on Twitter four football emojis, and that represented the four touches that he had in the football game. I think the, the running backs are going to mutiny at some point, and Garrett Wilson can only do so much with Zach Wilson barely getting him the ball each week. Don't start any Jets. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I'm I'm starting Brees, man. Like squeaky wheel it. syndrome. Four here. touches. I, I think Brees is the guy. Who's the Who's the squeaky yeah. wheel, Joe? They're all squeaky. This the whole cart is squeaky. I don't know who you give the oil to or get the grease to. You give it to Brees fucking Hall, the lightning bolt on your team. The only way you're gonna win a damn game. I don't. I don't know, man. I I would have a hard time. I get what you're saying. I'd have a hard time sitting Wilson. I know Belichick's going to scheme against it, but I just think Garrett Wilson's too good to to sit. I I understand, but there you had to have picked up Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, somebody. I don't. That's the only. I am, there's no way in God's green earth I am starting fucking Tutu Atwell over Garrett Wilson. I don't care what he's been doing. I would definitely think about it. Definitely would think about it. That's yeah. that's the Zach Wilson effect, man. For me, yeah. anyway. I get it. It's it's rough out there. Um, bye anyway, bye. on the on the Patriots side of the ball, uh, the pass catchers. It's hard to figure out who to start each week. They none of them look good. This might be a good Devonte Parker situation. Um, Sauce is probably going to work on the side with Kendrick Bourne in them. Sauce. Not exactly the world beater that he's been, you know, was last year. This is kind of a little bit different going into this season for Sauce. Um, but as far as the Patriots go, look, Mac Jones, the volume of Mac Jones, it, it makes him a start just because he's going to throw it. He's thrown the ball 96 times, Joe, this season. That's There's crazy. been two football games. There's been two games played. He's thrown 96 times. That's insane. Um, so if he's going to throw that much, I mean, you got to put him in there because you just never know when those – you know, you want a lottery ball. One of those might go for something. You just never know. Um, but Hunter Henry, I still think that it's good to start him. Tight end's kind of a crap position. Ramondre Stevenson's good, and I think that's it. Yeah, I think Ramondre Stevenson can catch eight passes in this one really easily. 22 targets against the Jets for 18 receptions in two games. So they're giving up nine a game. I could easily see Ramondre putting up – a a really good one here. So definitely start him. I like Hunter Henry. I don't know other Patriots. I can't do it. Can't, can't do it. I think there's a nice stash opportunity for Kendrick Bourne because somebody's going to drop him after this game. But other than that, I don't know. Just nothing I want off of this team. Patriots are going to win the game. Don't get me wrong. 
Jets are ass, and Bill Belichick likes beating the Jets. That's the only team he wants to beat all his season. But, yeah, rough game. Now, you know in his offense he's just got a picture of Zach Wilson he's been throwing darts at all week. So, yeah, I'm with you on there. We're green on a lot of these games, but they're not very difficult here. Yeah, we should parlay all of the ones we agree with and see how good we are about guessing these things. All right, on on to the Bills versus the Washington Commanders. Um, look, the Bills had a nice bounce back, as we thought they would. We predicted this last week on the podcast, but the Bills would have a nice bounce back game against the Raiders. They did. Um, James Cook, alive and well. It was good to see. I don't know if he's got the job forever and ever and ever, but for this season, I think he's going to be a useful west weapon for Josh Allen. Um, Look, you're starting Josh Allen, you're starting Diggs. I think even Gabe Davis is a good play and James Cook. But other than that, I don't know. Because Dawson Knox, I think, is going to be hurt for this game. And Kincaid wasn't as good without Dawson Knox last week. Is weird. That is weird. Um, James Cook might not score a touchdown all year. Uh, I've convinced, convinced myself that. on that one. They, <laughs> you know, they love – they love getting Latavius Murray involved right there on the goal line um, on that. So, yeah, uh, fire up all your bills. More than happy okay. to do that. Yeah, I mean, I the love, commander's I defense. I think Diggs is going to have a big one here. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of quiet last week. I mean, okay, so Kincaid did have five for 43 last week. That's not terrible for a PPR league, but still, y- you hope for more with – Dawson Knox not playing as much last week. Yeah, I just want to see him feed feed him. I want to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, you can burn the uh, commanders through the air. They've already given up yeah. almost 400 yards and three touchdowns. So, Yeah, that's no joke. Um, as far as the commanders go, I still don't trust Sam Howell as far as I can throw him. Brian Robinson is the lead back on this team. Eric Bieniemy is clearly a frenemy of Brian Robinson. Uh, as far as the pass catchers go, Joe, I don't know. Let me just read everybody who caught a pass in the order that they caught them in, like as far as how many targets we got. Uh, Terry McLaurin caught five passes. John Bates caught three. Antonio Gibson caught three. Brian Robinson caught two. Deami Brown caught three. Logan Thomas caught two. Dotson caught three. Cole Turner caught two. Curtis Samuel caught three. And Bry- Byron Pringle caught one. No, thank you. I don't want that in my life. That is literally the – that is what I was worried about with Sam Howell is he's got Terry McLaurin, he's got Jahan Dotson. Use him. Yeah. Why did Eric Bieniemy bring this style of throw it to all random people on the team? I don't know why that is the direction we decided to go. Yeah, I'm floating trades out for McLaurin um, pretty aggressively. I was. There, so. I think after this week against the Bills, I think this is the, this is going to be the time to buy because I think he's not going to have a good week this week. And I don't know. I I, I don't know what to say about this team. They're they're two and zero. Oh, so I they're mean, playing some spirited me. ball, man. The jokes, I guess, on me. But at the same time, like I think the Bills are going to just destroy them. 
Yeah, I have the same read on that game. I, I just love how John Bates out of nowhere is pretty high on Cole Turner all offseason because Logan Thomas just can't stay healthy. And then out of nowhere, John Bates is the leading yeah. um, tight end. So. Well, and then Cole, and then what's his name? Uh, not John Bates, not Cole Turner, but the other one, Logan Thomas, Thomas. catches the yeah. touchdown. Yep. So, I mean. Blows my mind. It's a mess you don't want any part of. Uh, Bills in a landslide. Yep. I agree with you there. I'm definitely going to part of these. Yeah, I think we have to. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, all right, on to the Falcons versus the Lions. I hate the Falcons, Joe. I hate them so much. It's it's literally, it it hurts watching them play football every week, and I'm gonna it's gonna hurt more and more each week because I love watching Bijan, so I don't want to not watch them, but just to see them have Bijan and Kyle Pitts and Drake London all out on the field at the same time with Desmond Ritter who. Barely can win. Desmond Ritter, by the way, is Tim Tebow. That's what he is. Let's let's not joke around about what he could be, what he was in. Co- He's Tim Tebow. That's all he is. So I don't want to hear any more about Desmond Ritter. He's a joke. This team's a joke. Bijan Robinson's a starter. Tyler Algier, if you want to give him one more shot in your flex spot, I don't mind it. Kyle Pitts, he's just okay. I mean, they're not going to throw the ball that much. And they might have to against the Lions. Maybe that's where we see it, but I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to get over to give 200 you the yards. I just hate the Falcons, Joe. I hate watching them. I hate everything about the coaching staff. I hate that people are calling them smart and geniuses. I just hate it. It's not good. Yeah, they're just going back to 1940s football, which which is cool, I guess. But No, I want to give you the floor there because you've been very spirited about hitting the Falcons – all off season, a thousand percent on that one. So I completely agree with your assessment. Um, I'm starting Drake London uh, on there. I think you're going to see them have to throw more. Bijan Robinson's a start for me. Honestly, I said this in our DK pod, our DraftKings pod, but guys, Johnny Smith is 2,500 on DraftKings, and I like it. I like it a lot. So Detroit's given up like 175 yards on 14 receptions and a touchdown to tight ends. So, yeah, I like that. But Falcons scare me. Amen, Billy. F the Falcons. That's darn right. F the Falcons. Best comptorator I've heard. It's what he is. We don't want. We don't want to talk about it. But that's exactly what Desmond Ritter is. He's Tim Tebow, and that's all it is. This game is shedding out to be a shootout. Does it matter? Okay. The Falcons in a shootout is something I have to see. I have to see it with my own eyes. 
because I just cannot believe that they would be in a shootout and able to keep up with the the Lions. By the way, and this is for all the betters out there, Desmond Ritter, I don't think he's thrown a pick yet. He's throwing a pick in this football game. So just go put a whatever you feel comfortable with, a dollar, two dollars, whatever. He's throwing a pick in this game, Desmond Ritter. So just put that down now because I know it's going to happen. Laporta going to get a thousand yards. I know. Hot take. You might not be wrong about that. That's a high fly, high flying offense. Yeah, I mean, shit. Uh, without the random Cleef Raymond touchdown, I think he's probably the second receiver on this team. I know mm-hmm. Reynolds has the touchdowns, but we got to see what happens when Jamison returns. But I thought I thought Gibbs was going to be the number two receiver, but he goes out and you get David Montgomery. Okay. Laying on the sideline like he's dying. Um, I don't I do not believe it's just a quad thing with him. There's gotta be something else going on there. So, you know, we're sitting there, we're like, all right, this is the Gibbs breakout. Did look really good, caught a bunch of balls, but then who comes in on the next play? It's Craig fucking Reynolds, who has been a thorn in my side for the last like four years now. <laughs> even when I dude, even when I was on Swift as hard as I was. Who would come in? I mean, oh, Jamal's on the sideline. Jamal's on the sideline. Oh, fucking Craig Reynolds. Like, I don't get it, man. <laughs> to, to think one of your biggest enemies in life is Craig Reynolds. I'm writing that dude a letter at some point. <laughs> That's classic. Uh, Ruguru says, Detroit might boat race him by the end of the first half. Uh, Amonra St. Brown was out today with a toe injury. Yep, he is uh, injured. So, yeah, getting on to Detroit. Um, you're obviously starting golf in this game. Uh, you know, honestly, Gimme Reynolds, I think he's going to be fine in this game. I think he might catch another touchdown, especially if Amon Ra is out. I would definitely say he's a, a way to go. And then, yeah, Laporta is obviously the other way to go. The running backs, you got to start Gibbs. Look, um, eventually they're going to find out and remember why they got him on the team. Still waiting to find out what that new position Ben Johnson created for Gibbs is. Because, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So I'd love to see exactly what he was talking about when he said that. Um, But, yeah, I think that's what you're starting. Don't start Craig Reynolds. This isn't the time for that. Yeah. don't Please don't start Craig Reynolds. I'll write you a letter, too. (laughs) Joe's sworn enemy. Yeah. Uh, St. Brown, I mean, he didn't didn't practice last Wednesday with the cramps. He was dealing with, too. So I don't know what's going on with him, but – if he plays, obviously he's he's a top wide receiver. I, lo- right. I love St. Brown in this game. Start your studs. Lions Start win. Studs. Falcons quit winning. I'm gonna laugh my ass off when the Falcons win this game, though. Well, they probably will, Joe, and that's just the way it goes. But um, well, onto the team that they, you know, won the game from the Packers versus the Saints. Uh, the Saints, Ruguru, I love you to death. Um, the Saints, they aren't the offense looks disgusting at points. I don't understand what Derek Carr is doing. He's got Olave, he's got Michael Thomas, he's got um Rashid Shahid, who I all I love all of them. He loses the running back Jamal Williams at the beginning of the game, and you'd think, oh, he's gonna let the floodgates open with the passing. Doesn't against Carolina. Carolina does have a decent defense, but I don't think they're that good to where that he couldn't have just lit them up. But look, I, I think you start everybody on the Saints. I, I, I think that's just the way to go. 
Uh, what running back are you starting for them, Joe? Kendra. What Kendra is coming back if he's if he's healthy there he's playing for me. Joe, you're kind of freezing up on us a little bit, but yes, Kendra is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, Kendra is the way to go. You hear me now? Uh, Damn computer. Better, yeah. Okay. Um, the Packers side of the ball, Jordan Love, all he does is throw touchdowns, apparently. That's what he's good for. Um, if Aaron Jones is back, you're definitely putting him in. Dubs, I'm liking everything I'm seeing from Dubs. Jaden Reed, kind of a sneaky flex play um, so far. I think that's about it as far as starting them. Obviously, I don't want to start the A.J. Dillon because Aaron Jones is the way to go. He was RB1 the week one that he played, so I think that might continue. But, yeah, that's that's all I'm wanting from them. I just want to get it out there. You're not starting A.J. Dillon at all, all year. Don't even entertain the idea. I don't care how bad the matchup is. Don't don't start him on there. That's fair. Um, I don't know who wins this game, Joe. Who you, who are you going for? I'm going back in this game. I think I, I think I'm too. I think Christian Watson might be back for this game. Um, I know he was practicing in full, so that's interesting. Rougarou on YouTube brings up careful of the Lattimore matchup. I think that's the Christian Watson matchup. Don't know if Dubs and Jaden Reed will be covered. I don't know. We'll see who he covers. That'd be the one that we need to say is the wide receiver one on the team because hey, he's who he's covering him. Um, I'm sorry, Rude. I, I got to go with the pack. I'm a Bears fan, and I just I see them win all the time. And then Jordan Love looks like the freaking second coming over here. So I don't I even know what be, to believe anymore. I think it's gonna be the Saints. Like they just Saints? they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out at some point. Um. All right, on to. A fairly quick game, I think, to talk about. Texans versus Jaguars. I think, personally, this is going to be a shootout. The shootout we thought uh, Jaguars-KC was going to be last week. I think the Jags are going to get up big early, and then the Texans are just going to slowly creep back into the game. I definitely would take the over in this one as well. Um, But you're starting C.J. Stroud. You're starting Tank Dell. You're starting Nico Collins. You're starting Damian Pierce. Maybe starting Dalton Schultz. Again, tight end's kind of been a nightmare this year. But I'm, if you desperately need a flex play, if you have a deep, deep starting roster, Robert Woods could also be used. Yeah. Okay. I just hypothetically, <laughs> Jerome Ford or Damian Pierce, if you had the gun to your head. I'm, pro- I'm probably still going Damian Pierce, but I mean, I could hear the argument. Okay, Zach Moss or Damian Pierce? Probably going Zach Moss because I know Zach Moss is going to get all the work. Yeah, I, I just did this Damian Pierce thing has blown my mind. I know they've been playing from behind, but if he if he's not going to offer you any value through the air, hardly, I don't see him reaching his potential. Um, Rug, I just meant this game. On there. I love Damian Pierce. Pierce. I just don't know. So I don't know, man. I don't know. 
I don't know how I feel about Pierce. I, Ridley's going to have a bounce back. I like Ridley a lot. We saw your Christian Kirk do some stuff last week. So I think, you know, I think Ridley bounces back and we see Kirk and Zay Flowers kind of trade off these these big games here. I I don't know. I would sell well, high on Kirk, honestly, if you have Zay Jones got banged up and that's why Kirk well, I don't know if that's why Kirk ate as much as he did, but he definitely helped. Yeah. The Texans, man, they're I like the Texans a lot. Nico Collins looks phenomenal. Yeah, don't know what's going on at tight end, but he is what we thought he was going to be. We were thinking Nick, we we kept saying Nico Collins is going to be a guy you need to buy now because you're going to not be able to get him later. And we're here. Like if you didn't buy him, you're too late. He's he's way more expensive than he was last off season. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we need to go into this one too much. Etienne's going to have a monster game, assuming he's he's good to go. Bigsby's yeah. not really doing much there at all. And then you see Dearness Johnson out of freaking nowhere getting some extra work there. But uh, you're starting you're starting Lawrence. Easy matchup. Lots of points. And I think the Jags win. Jags win. Jags win. All right, on to the Chargers versus the Vikings. Um, we don't need to spend any time on this. Start everybody, including Madison, for one more week because I don't think they're going to have Acres, and I don't think they're going to have him active for this game. But just start everybody that's on either team that is playing because this is going to be a shootout of all shootouts, highest scoring game of the weekend, I think. And one of these two teams is going to have to win, and one of the teams is going to wake up 0-3 on monday next week so start crazy to think about yeah over under 54 start everyone jefferson scores this week book it i i would think so the same game parlay on this is like keenan allen touchdown jefferson touchdown hawkinson touchdown like you could get a lot of touchdowns put in uh the parlay there because i think you're going to get quite a bit of uh, people addison touchdown you know lots going on here um so yeah we don't really spend much time on that if you all are confused play everybody from if you have them on your roster all right on to the panthers for, oh who we say is gonna win uh hey, who wins this right. one yeah. um chargers we're gonna split on this one because i love kirky in this one Rugaroo says, are you playing all your IDPs in that game? And the answer is yes, By especially the Vikings. The worse their defense plays, the more points all of them get. That's Daniil Hunter we were talking about. Um, we had the IDP pod coming out, too, on the channel. But we're talking about Cameron Bynum has 10, 25 tackles through two games. So, like, that's an obvious start. Like, we're talking about Harrison Phillips, the defense. Yeah, you're starting Phillips. Start. You're starting pace at this point. I think he's in the yeah. In the consideration. Pace is a great, great choice. Um, yes, you're starting all the IDPs in that game. I realize we just named all Vikings, but you're starting your Chargers too. Start the Chargers. I didn't, didn't think about it until we start talking about it. But yeah, like Bosa, you know the whole the whole bit. They're going to be good. Um, it's just going to be high scoring. And there's going to be a lot of tackles to be had, I think. Um, yeah. Char- if the Chargers don't win, I don't think Brandon Staley has a job on Monday. No. 
I it's hard for me to imagine them have they start out zero and three and then keep Staley. I just cannot see it. I've been saying this since last year, man. Dude's got to go. Ruru says, "Man, I tried to grab behind him one week too late." Yes, yeah, you're 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 late on that one, Ru. I think uh, he's going to be good this entire season. All right, on to the Panthers versus the Seahawks. Uh, Panther side of the ball, I don't have a lot to say. There isn't a lot on this team that is consistent. I think Mingo is the most consistent because I think his target share is going up week by week. Adam Thielen had a really good in, you know, garbage time touchdown, two point conversion situation last week, but hard to count on that. It was the entire game before it finally got used. Even Hayden Hurst, the tight end, don't think he's usable. He wasn't, he didn't catch a ball until the final drive of the game or the final quarter of the game, I think. You think he had three catches. By the end of the game, you're not starting Carolina. Miles Sanders is getting used very sparingly. Chuba Hubbard looks like the RB1 on the team, which is a disaster if that's what ends up actually happening. But, yeah, it's it's a it's a rough spot going on in Carolina right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to make Mingo a thing. They're trying to build that chemistry. So I do like Mingo, um, especially in, in daily uh, on that one. And Chuba Hubbard man, caught freaking five passes yesterday. Or mm-hmm. last Sunday, so he looks really explosive. I don't know how much longer we see, you know, the sixty forty split favor Sanders. I know he's getting paid, but Chuba looks better. That that sucks. <laughs> Just yeah, and it's it's the O line. Like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make it all Miles Sanders' fault. The O line is really really bad. Miles Sanders running behind the top offensive line in the league. He's a top ten running back in fantasy running behind what is probably, if not the worst, at least 31st in the league defense or O-line, he's bad. It's it's just rough that it worked out that way. Yeah, I don't – no Panthers. Um, on the other side, I mean, the Seahawks. Kenneth Walker got the work. He's <laughs> – I'm sad I traded him away. I was really down on Kenneth Walker, but he seems to be – I do think over the season we see Sharps a little bit more. Uh, and then D, didn't DJ Dallas score a touchdown or do something stupid last week on this team anyway? Um, and then the wide receivers. Yeah, the wide receivers Lockett had the monster game on that one. Metcalf kind of does what he's been doing, and we're seeing Smith and Jigba get more involved. Uh, but I love what we saw Lockett do last week. It's exactly what we saw last year, and you got him at a steal in the drafts. Yeah, he had double-digit targets, which is what he should be in every game, by the way. And then DK was at six. I, I mean, it was perfect. The biggest issue is that Jackson Smith and Jigba is not, not – he's not getting away from people. He's the possession guy down low, which is what Lockett is, and you can't – you know, you can't have them both in the same spot. They can't both be the slot receiver. One of them has to be going out a little bit more, and Jackson Smith is not doing that. No. I, I do – watching him play, man, he's always open, though. He is he open is. on every play. And he does catch a lot. Yes, Rouge. Hutch gets it. Rug asks, does Aiden Hutchinson get a sack finally this week? I'm going to bet yes, although Falcons, Tim Tebow, Desmond Ritter, there is a chance it doesn't happen. 
and the Seahawks win this game. Yeah. I don't think the Panthers win there. any this week. Like Seahawks. All right. I hope they don't. Man, there is a there is a lot of blowouts in this late window. What in the hell were they thinking? All right. So the Cowboys versus the Cardinals is the next one up. 12 point uh, spread in this one. Listen, the Cardinals, very, very strange team this year. James Conner, if you went zero RB, is perfect because that is, you know, he is the perfect guy for that. Josh Dobbs looks serviceable, which is weird. I don't know how it's going to look against the Cowboys. They have a pretty ferocious defense, but does potentially, you know, mean some good things for the rest of the pass catchers on the team. I think Marquise Brown's good uh, to go. He's looking more and more like Marquise Brown as the weeks go on here. And then Zach Ertz still leads the team in targets. Uh, Not exactly all good balls to catch, but there is a potential that they're catchable. Yeah, Dallas has actually given up a little bit to tight ends this year. So I like Ertz. I think with the way the position is, you got to go. Got to go that way. Yeah. On that, but no, I, even with Connor, man, I'm not very excited about starting him. So would try to avoid them. Yeah. Cardinal stink. Give me Lamb. You want to talk about Ferguson, your boy? Yeah. I like Ferguson a lot. I think this is a good chance for him to get going. I think Dak really wants to use him a lot this season. And I think this is finally when he breaks out from the, the schoon makers and hinder shot and all these other dudes that randomly call themselves tight ends for the Cowboys. And we finally have the Ferguson game. I'm excited to see it. Um, we saw Dak run a little bit last week. That was exciting. I don't think he'll have to in this one. So don't bank on it, but yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, Pollard is obviously amazing. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He's he's really good at the sport of football. Um, and then Deuce Vaughn's getting more and more work, but as these blowouts happen, I mean, he's going to get some of that late in the game garbage work. Yeah, do that. I'm just looking at if we've heard anything about Brandon Cooks. Because I want to actually see him in a normal football game. <laughs> it would be nice to see him in a normal football game. Ruguru yeah. was so I was so pissed that Schooner caught that TD. I know. We all were. Especially CD Lamb owners. Uh, definitely were not happy about that one. Um, Cowboys win and a blowout. Yep. I'm with you there. Oh, I hate that the Cowboys are good. It's just not good it for the sport. It is kind of sad. Yeah, I go to Dallas once a month, so it's kind of fun because the city's a little bit more lively. But Well, that's good. I mean, that's a positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. On to the other blowout they put in the late window, Bears-Chiefs. Um, I think this is a good get-right game for every Chief. I don't want to start any of the pass catchers because they are – uh, tough to figure out, Joe. Um, again, I, I know I listed the earlier pass catchers for the commanders, but I'm going to list the ones for the uh, Chiefs as well. So, Sky Moore, 
three for 70. Justin Watson, three for 62. Noah Gray, three for 38. Kadarius Toney, five for 35. Travis Kelsey, four for 26. Jarek McKinnon, three for 24. Rasheed Rice caught two balls. Clyde Edwards-Alaire caught two balls. Marquez Valdez-Scaling caught two balls. Donovan Smith, don't even know who that is, caught a ball. Isaiah Pacheco caught a ball. Richie James was targeted, didn't catch it, but he was targeted. This is a nightmare, a absolute nightmare of a game. Donovan Smith was the I'm... offensive lineman that caught the game, caught the ball, right? <clears throat> sure. And everyone was sure yeah, for no they're reason. Not, they're not throwing it to any you know anyone in particular, so why not? Let's throw it to old linemen too. Uh, let's throw it to anybody that just anybody that's on the, the field at the time. Let's throw it to them. Um, yeah, this is rough. Just rough. Yeah, it's Mahomes, Kelsey, and I do think Pacheco has a big game because um, the Bears aren't keeping this one close by any means. So if he does play, which I assume he will, you're starting him. Um, on the Bears side, they might let Justin Fields sling it a little bit more in this one. So I do like DJ Moore. Um, you're going to start DJ Moore. I feel like you have to start Fields. At, I mean, I don't know who else, what other quarterbacks you'd be starting uh, based off where you drafted him. Maybe a Minshew's out there. You could shoot that. Um, and then, Billy, like you said, Roshan Johnson's, I mean, he looks great going out there. He, he's got the speed. He's got the the boogie to him um, to get around the defenders and everything. So I really like that. Uh, Cleo Herbert, I want to see how that split goes. But, um, Rug, you're starting Carl Loftus because Justin Fields is the most sacked quarterback in the league, and our line's not stopping anybody. So fire him up confidently. All right, Ruguru asks, what do we do with Khalil Herbert? You are trying to trade him. I'm just letting you know it now. I think this is Roshan's backfield in check my watch about three weeks, four weeks. I think we start seeing this be the Roshan Roshan show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do like what Khalil Herbert brings, but Roshan's just more fun. Well, plus, I mean, let's be honest, Joe, if you're bear, I mean, bears probably aren't going to win this week. Um, but if we're talking like by week five, you all, well, you play the Broncos and the commanders coming up, maybe tides turn, but let's say you all are like one and four. Why not put the rookie in there and try to see if you got something, you know, just yeah. something fun, something to take away from Justin Fields potentially, you know, disastrously throwing the ball. Like, who knows? Yeah. This one's pretty easy. I'm going Chiefs all day. I'm going Chiefs. I'm not going to lie, though. I think the Bears cover the 12 and a half. I do. Because yeah. the Chiefs play down to their opponent unnecessarily. And they're probably going to win this by like 8 or 9, but I don't think they're going to win by 13. Just don't. All right, on to Sunday night football. We have the – this one's rough too. Steelers-Raiders. Uh, the Steelers' offense is gross. It is so gross. George Pickens looks like Christian Watson from last season, which Christian Watson was very useful last season, mind you. I don't want to make it seem like he wasn't. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I'm all out on Kenny Pickett. I'm good. I, I don't need to see much more. The man's not a quarterback. He wasn't born for me to be a quarterback. Best offense on this team is the defense. As they the defense outscored the offense in this last game they just played. Um you're still you're starting Jalen Warren in a flex capacity. 
I don't know what the hell to do with Najee. I really don't. Like, if he can't get it done this week, I would say it's time to start pressing the panic button. At least have your your hand cut like hovering around the panic button. Maybe don't press it. It's time to start thinking about it, though. You need to get it out, see where it's been, the panic button, and then you'll press it if you need to. But other than that, Pittsburgh, I don't want any part of this. I don't want Pat Fryermuth. I don't. I don't want any of these guys because Kenny Pickett is not a good quarterback. Yeah. I mean, Najee, I, depending on your options, I'd be considering benching Najee. I don't see how you can start him confidently. The Raiders have been giving up a ton of receptions to running backs, so I love Jalen Warren, especially in a daily play. Um, be right, more of a flex in this one. Um, yeah, Steelers, I don't know. You got to start Muth. You got to start Muth, right? Probably have to because – like I've been saying, the tight end position is a disaster. By the way, Joe, this is a good time to bring this up. I don't know how much longer we can have the the tight end position. We just need to fold them into a flex play. I, I just think that would make the game more fun because there's not very many fun tight ends. Like they're going away like running backs are. Like it's going like you either have a committee at tight end, like some of the big teams do, or there's three or four that are really good and then the rest like have a good game here and there like i don't the position just isn't as fun as it used to be yeah no i agree with you i mean you especially with the years of gronkowski tony gonzalez jimmy antonio graham gates. I mean, antonio gates we just saw this whole like oh the future is the tight end and Every, I mean, people are as athletic as they've ever been now. And you, everyone, every tight end coming out every year is an athletic freak, the best route runner of all time. And we're just not seeing it translate. So I still like the tight end, though. I'm all about it. I mean, I like it, but I mean, even this season, TJ Hawkinson, completely startable. Mark Andrews, startable. Travis Kelsey, startable. And then what? And then what after that? Like <laughs> Zach Ertz, man. Exactly. That's where we're at. 36-year-old <laughs> needs to retire Zach Ertz is the fourth option on that list. It's a disaster of a Quite possibly the right fastest now. ACL recovery I've ever seen in my life, especially by a 30 plus year old person. But sure, I guess. I just position <laughs> uh, the position makes me a little queasy sometimes. All right. On to the Raiders. Uh, Josh Jacobs having a rough go to start the season, huh, Joe? Like, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, nine attempts for negative two yards or whatever the hell he had last year. This is the bounce back. I I like Josh Jacobs a lot. The Pitt, Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know why you would think with that defense. Maybe they're just overly aggressive, but they've been getting ran on uh, pretty efficiently. So I love Josh Jacobs in this one. Devontae Adams is awesome. We love the role we saw from Jacoby Myers. So if he's back from that horrendous head injury, you're you're starting him. Um, Trey Tucker looked pretty good last week. Uh, definitely a guy to throw on a bench in a deep league. But that's it. I mean, you're not starting anybody else. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Um, I don't think this offense is going to look right until they have Adams and Myers on the field at the same time. Yeah, then Hunter Renfro only getting one throw or one. Yeah, one I saw target. Sleeper send out something that says, like, should they trade Hunter Renfro? I was like, who is buying Hunter Renfro? Like, he needs to just probably get cut and then signed by a team. 
don't think anybody's going to go to the Patriots or the Chiefs and just give us even more of a headache there. Oh, sure. Uh, that may, that would make total <laughs> sense. Ruguru says Laporta, Musgrave, and Kincaid are all the future of the position. I hear you. I've, I've heard it all before, though, about this person's going to be the future. Like, this person's going to be the future. And it just never ends up happening. So, I don't know. Maybe they're the going to actually change things. But I just feel like every – Three years we have like a new batch of tight ends come about, like Hunter Henry. A Brock Bowers is the future Chig of that last position. year. Yeah, but even Brock he's Bowers not looking good this season. Uh, so I don't know. Like, I mean, get that I Stetson but, Bennett treatment. Um, man, I think the Steelers win this game. Yeah, I'm going Steelers just because I like them more. I don't put that one in the parlay if you do parlay. Um, all right, on to Monday Night Football. We have another doubleheader. By the way, Joe, we haven't talked about this. There's two doubleheaders on Monday night, back-to-back, weeks two and three. Why did we do this? What did ESPN think they were doing with this? I don't know. I mean, why didn't we see it week one? I Exactly. Like well, not only that, both games are going on at the same time, so you can't really pay attention to either game fully. You kind of have to either choose one or the other. I mean, luckily this week – both games were terrible, and one of them f- featured a catastrophic injury. But I don't know what are we doing with the double headers at the same time. I, I guess Monday. ABC opened up their checkbook and was like, "Hey, we'll pay you a shitload of money to have a couple games." Here. Well, they're they're both owned by Disney. It's Disney yeah. doing double do. I don't know what. Oh, we don't need to talk about it. But it's it is weird that this happened. Um, all right, and Ron they're both Josh's- pretty. Pretty significant games too. Yeah. So <laughs> this this one we actually should get a couple of good games. Last week not good games. This week probably good games. Um, first one's me and Josh's Eagles versus the Buccaneers. Uh, this is gonna be you know this is a battle for my heart right here, Joe Mayfield versus Hertz. Um, I'm on the Hertz train right now, even though I am quietly secretly in closets that I don't want to talk about. Still like in you know loving what this going on with baker mayfield this season i'm just enjoying it so much but i don't want to root for him because i'm very disappointed in you because you were very uncloseted last year and uh all about baker and the year before and now that he's actually doing good you're closeted on it i don't here's the thing joe what's the difference between those i openly support he's terrible i closetedly support he is two and zero. Oh, looks like one of the top QBs in the league right now. Yep, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to openly talk about it. I'm just you know, and with the way I'm, people are throwing on Philly, I can see the headlines next week. So. Yeah. Well, even if he loses in a heartbreaker, like they lose by like five points, still could see it being a decent uh, narrative for Mayfield. But anyway, sorry. Back to the fantasy side of all this. Eagles, uh, the A.J. Brown thing is kind of interesting. He is not happy with Jalen Hurts right now. They need to figure that out and figure it out fast. Shane Steichen is gone, and now they're kind of having to like figure this out on the fly. Uh, Devontae Smith is the wide receiver one on this team for the time being. A.J. Brown still have to start him, but there is some cracks in the uh, foundation there a little bit. Goddard, it was good to see he's still alive this past week. That was fun. Um, and then Swift had one of the greatest, yeah, his greatest game as a pro. Now, Gainwell coming back may change that a little bit. I don't know. But I think if you have Swift, you have to throw him out there after last week. 
I think you do have to throw Swift out there, and he looked awesome. Um, he should get the momentum. I just I don't know what these running backs. If Gainwell comes back in and and takes the majority of the snaps, I will absolutely quit cheering for that. <laughs> that whole thing, <laughs> I can't even handle it. But it wouldn't shock me. Um, no, I think your analysis on the Eagles was spot on. Um, on the Buccaneers, you know, they still don't know how to use Rashad White. It doesn't make any sense to me that they don't know how to use Rashad White because even though he had a good game last week, it should have been better. Um, the dude's hugely talented. Uh, Baker put up a good game last week. Uh, Evans had a monster game. Like you said, the push-offs really need to uh, be under control a little bit. This kind of seems like a Godwin game to me, though. I think they try to get him going in this one, especially if they're going to try to beat Philly. So, And then, honestly, uh, Philly's been pretty bad against uh, tight ends. So I think Otten is a, a playable asset, a tight end for you this week. So really start everyone. I Rashad White, I would really, if you have a better option, start him over it's hard to go against the volume but yeah no no, i agree completely um eagles i'm gonna go with uh josh's tactic and say the buccaneers so nice appreciate you doing that for josh yeah um all right last game the rematch of a super bowl from two years ago teams in completely different spots than they were two years ago the la rams versus the cincinnati Bengals. Um, we're not going to know about Burrow's status, I'm sure, until Sunday, which kind of sucks because you're probably not going to have a better option by that point because all the games will have been played. Um, but look, the Rams look fantastic. Stafford, amazing so far. Puka Nakua is a revelation. I mean, he should be the leader for Offensive Rookie of the Year right now. Uh, Kyron Williams with a full workload looks awesome. Uh, Tutu Atwell's good in this offense. Tyler Higby's good still. I, I like everything about the Rams right now, which I would have never guessed going into the season. Yeah, never would have guessed. I mean, Stafford threw two picks, which that's Stafford. That's going to happen. He's done it his whole career. Uh, but love the way that team looks. And, you know, you're riding Puka until Cup comes back. I'm very nervous. Uh, if he has another good game, I would – where he's getting 15 catches, I would – look to move him in a redraft just to be safe on that. Um, hey, they but, supported uh, Cup and Robert Woods three years. I know ago. they did. So that can it, can it can be the same thing now. I know they did, but Puka's just playing such the cookie-cutter Cup role right now that I don't know when he comes back if that continues. Your we'll guess see. is as good as mine on that one. We will see. So the, the story here is Joe Burrow's calf. Is he playing or is he not playing, Billy? Right now, I would say no. Like, why would they put him out there to get him potentially hurt worse? He's clearly very bad with what uh, he's gone through so far this season. He's looked horrible. I mean, he's looked like the worst quarterback in the league. So why you would put him out there with the injury he has right now and just potentially hurt it worse, I don't know. He's got to sit. I don't, this is an 0-2 team, man. I think he plays. I don't think there's any way that – I don't know. I mean, you start out 0-3, good luck, especially in that division. Because uh, everyone in that division is pretty wonky, but they're going to start figuring it out here. So I think Burrow has to play on that one. And if he does, I mean, Chase has 10 receptions for 70 yards and no touchdowns. So I expect that to change if Burrow does play. And then, you know, we saw Higgins get going last week and – 
So there's brighter days ahead for this team. I don't know. It really depends if Burrow plays. He's got till Monday. Uh, if he's – I don't know. You got to start whoever you have on Sunday unless you have another one of these guys. You could stash Baker. You know, maybe someone doesn't have him on there. Uh, yeah. Stafford might still be available. I doubt it. But you better have a backup plan for Monday or start whoever you have on Sunday. I was about to say Jake Browning is the backup for them, so maybe just grab him ahead of time. I don't know how that's going to look, but, I mean, that's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. I don't know. You got a lot of uh, a lot of options there, but for sure. be worried about that. I, I think the Rams win. I really do. Um, even if Burrow plays, because Burrow doesn't look good right now, and even if he plays, he's hindering the team. So I don't think they win. The Rams. I'll go with you on the Rams, Bill. I'll give you that one. Fair enough. All right, Joe. That's week three in the books. Bye week start next week, so the previews will get shorter, um, <laughs> which I'm sure we both could uh, could use because these yeah. get to be a lot of a lot of uh, breath by the end of it. But Absolutely. got anything? Got anything at the end here? I do. Um, it is likely going to rain at this Chiefs game. Um, I will be there. The forecast does not look good, which means that Dante Pettis is going to score a touchdown because he is the garden plant. So he is. Do with that what you will. Just the thought that I had. DFS stands for Dante Pettis. Um, <laughs> Dante fucking Pettis. Yep. All right, Joe. Ruguru says, thanks, boys. Bonjour. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you as well. Joe. Get us out of here. Good night, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.